And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Good morning. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to our celebration of Mass. Today, besides our own intentions, I'd like to pray for Mark and Miles, uh, Linda's friend, Lois, Joe, Richard, Joyce Amati from Uganda, Penny, Proposes the soul of a friend of my mother, the mother's of a friend of mine, and Vinny Fortunato, whom we all know, who is undergoing tests and will be having a bypass surgery next Thursday. So we're praying for him and his wife, who is recovering. And also today is the anniversary of my mother's passing. So it is also the feast of St. Paul of the Cross. Welcome. Let's begin our celebration. Our first reading is from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are willing and being saved, it is the power of God. It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the learning of the intelligent I will put aside. Where is the wise one? Where are the scribes? Where is the debaters of this age? Has not God made the wisdom of the world foolish? For since the wisdom of God, the world did not come to know God through wisdom. It was the will of God through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who have faith. For Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than any human strength. The word of the Lord. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you peoples. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. For steadfast is his kindness toward us, and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever wishes to, excuse me, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the Father's glory, and then he will repay each person according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Cross. We have a feast in September, which is called the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. That feast commemorates when Constantine's mother, St. Helena, traveled to pilgrimage to the Holy Land to seek remnants of the cross or anything to do with the crucifixion and life of Jesus. She eventually found the cross. Interesting how they realized it was the authentic cross when it was being carried from its location where they found it to her carriage the shadow of the cross fell upon someone who was being carried in, in, as a corpse, carried to his funeral. The person stood up, came back to life. So that convinced Helena that this was the cross of Jesus Christ, the life-giving cross. The irony is unbelievable. It's always been a problem for us as Christians in the world. The, the crucifixion, we, we make very pretty copies of it here and in back of the church. Very nice copies. Jesus is always cleaned up and his blood spots are usually very, very carefully placed. Um, more appreciation of the real crucifixion depiction in art comes from Spain. The, the Spanish, they really bloody up the cross, the, the crucifixion. But we're not here to talk about that. We talk about what it represents. And Paul says very clearly, the cross is a sign of hope. And it, it looks like foolishness. And that's important because we're holding up the dead corpse of a person who is convicted of being a false rabbi in the first century. And his message was not only of wisdom, but of divine wisdom. And Jesus himself says, if you take up your cross and follow me, you'll have everlasting life. Paul also says, to those who are non-believers, the cross is a stumbling block. It's a piece of foolishness. You know what? We should be proud of that. We should be proud that we're an irony in the world. And we've always been an irony of the world, those who follow Jesus Christ. Those of us who know him rely on him. And we agree with Paul. Even, even his 
dumbest moment is wiser than the wisest person on earth. That's a paraphrase of Paul. But he compares the cross of the irony of the foolishness of it to what it really represents, our entrance into eternal life. And that cross sometimes uh, challenges us. We don't want to, quote, bear our cross. We don't want to suffer. We're, no, 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 no. The, the, the cross represents uniting ourselves with Christ. Through suffering, physical, emotional, and also through political suffering, social suffering. We're an irony to the world. We're saying that this dead corpse represents eternal life. It's a piece of art. It's a piece of plaster here. But the, the message of the crucifixion represents eternal life. When Saint, well, he was, became a saint eventually, Saint Paul of the Cross, he was an Italian from northern Piemont area of Italy, became a priest he, actually, before he became a priest, he went into the army. That didn't work out. So he went back home and went, entered the father's trade and then decided, looking at the cross of Christ, the suffering of the world, that was a, a special gift to us. That if we can unite our suffering and our reconciliation with Christ's suffering, that's going to be a sign of hope for us. So he eventually founded an order dedicated to the cross of Christ, the passion of Christ. Eventually they became known as the passionists. They're great preachers. Their, their whole focus, besides bringing God's word to the world, is re reflecting and meditating on the passion of Jesus in the world. As a matter of fact, their, what you and I would call their monasteries, are called retreats. So we have monasteries of other religious orders throughout the world, here in our own town, but, but the monasteries of the Passionists are called retreats because he took the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience and suffering of the cross. Meditation on the Passion of Jesus became the fourth vow of the Passionists. And at their retreats, one of their, their uh, steps toward closeness to God is that each person, each man who becomes a Passionist, has to spend three hours in prayer every day focusing on the Passion of Jesus Christ. Now, again, if you're not a believer, when we focus on the passion of Jesus, we're uniting ourselves to him. We're uniting ourselves to Christ, to the pains in his hands, to the pains in his feet, his side, his thorns. And, you know, if we look at our whole bodies, any part of our bodies at any day of the week, can focus on a little bit of pain there whether it's our midsection, our hands, our arms, our extensions, our head, whether it's psychological, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional pain. We all know what it is. Talking to a kid last night who is finally getting over the heartbreak of breaking up with his girlfriend, 20-something years old, and he was devastated. So I, I asked him to focus in his passion, in his pain, 
to focus on the cross of Christ. And I asked him, what part of you would unite itself with Christ's passion? And he said, oh, definitely my heart. Okay. So unite your heart with Christ and focus on his heart, Christ's heart, not your own. So experience the pain that we have, but focus on the healing touch of Jesus. Now we can all do that when we pray. Take what, what ails us the most and unite it with Jesus' own pain. Back pain is a popular one. How many solutions we have on TV, internet, and, and radio about focusing on removing of the pain. And of course, that's appropriate. We should do that. But even when we are experiencing back pain, leg pain, think of the passion of Jesus Christ. Think of him carrying that cross. Think of his back taking the stripes of the whipping, the lashes. Thinking of the cross being so heavy that he drops it halfway up, the, up to Golgotha. And when we think of that, we could think of his cross. Yes, we acknowledge our own pain, but we're uniting it in prayer, in prayer to Jesus Christ. So St. Paul of the cross became very popular because he looked at the cross in a very different way. He applied it to the lives of the people he served, people he served, whether it was hospitals or whether the retreat centers. In a special way, I, my family is connected to Paul of the Cross. My grandmother was a member of the Passionists, the lay version of the Passionists, and every, sun, every once a month on a Sunday, my uncle, she didn't drive, my uncle would take her to St. Paul of the Cross in, in Jersey City, where they had like a reunion. And what it was, it was a meditation. It was like a retreat every Sunday. Growing up, I didn't know too much about it. But if you see the statue of St. Saint, um, Paul, they have a little heart on their outfits. Their, their outfits are black, and they, they were created to look like mendicants, like they were beggars. They're clean and all that good stuff, but, but there's a black heart there, a white heart on the black outfit, and it talks about the passion and the cross of Christ in design. And it was on this day in 1982 that I received a call from my sister-in-law and said, go to the hospital where my mother was. When I arrived there, she had just passed. My brother was there with her. And my mother was a great volunteer. I think that's where I got my, my interest in service. She volunteered every group the parish had. She was there. She was on the mailing committee, the Girl Scouts. She was on uh, every saint procession. She was there. And believe me, my mother was no, I mean, she was a saint at heart, but she was no like wishy-washy kind of nice lady. She was a tough broad. And I could say that because I knew her. I grew up with her. She had a mouth like a truck driver. I can't quote her in church because you'd probably say, ooh, how can that come from a, a mother of a priest's mouth? But she, she was. But she was caring, like a thousand percent caring. We had a racially mixed neighborhood. People knew her as Rose if they needed something. Rose, I need... She would go. She was... She was not involved with politics, but she was one of the most political people I know. She would call the mayor's office and said, hi, this is Rose Skirty. I need help. And they would pass her on, and the mayor would come to our house. And, and she did this like through, through four mayors that I remember. I don't know what her connection was, her power was, but she had it. 
person's home burnt down in our neighborhood, she immediately started the clothes collection, immediately start recovery. She was unbelievable with all the volunteer um, service that she gave. And it was on the feast of St. Paul of the Cross that she died. Interesting. That was a cross for my family that, if you've been there, you know what it's like to lose a mother. But we were all there. My brother was there. My father was there. And we were all heartbroken. But to look back, and the fact that she died on the, on the feast of the passion, the feast that celebrates the passion of Jesus, the cross of Jesus, it was our cross. But behind that was the victory of her life in heaven. I'm sure she missed a dozen masses at least. You know what? I'm sure that Jesus forgave that and brought her to heaven because of the social activities. And that's very key in the life of St. Saint Paul of the Cross. It wasn't only prayer. Prayer and action, side by side. You can come to church all you want. If you don't act on that action of what we do here, it's one-sided, it's lopsided. And that's between you and God. And, and Rose, she acted on it. And she taught us to act on it. And she made all of us conscious of the poor, conscious of volunteering. We had a, a wall in our living room that had so many plaques on it because different groups would give her an honor, this, that. And she didn't work for the plaques, but we put them up to honor her. And even to the last moment of her dying breath, she was concerned with others. She wasn't a saint, but I think we're all called to Christian life. And she's, she's dying. She's close to death. My brother was the last person to speak to her. He just came from work. He was dirty because he's a contractor, construction worker. And he went over to her, and she could barely speak. And she asked him to come closer, and he got closer. And she said to him, did you eat yet? And that was Rose. She fed everybody. She, we traded dishes in the neighborhood with people. So I, I had multi-ethnic foods growing up, whether it was Spanish or, or, or African-American or Southern. We had food from all our neighbors because she would bring a dish, they'd give her a dish. And it's, it's a joy being able to speak about her on the Feast of St. Saint, Saint Paul of the Cross because the cross is painful. But it's also a sign of hope and a sign of joy. Find the cross in your life and live it with Christ. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.
Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.